0: another edition of the second and goal fantasy podcast i'm calvin your host here with you as always And in today's show i will be recapping i guess it's week number 10 for fantasy football in 2021 then giving my week 11 waiver wire picks we are getting through a lot of this season 10 weeks of the nfl out of 17 is in the books when you're listening to this uh the season is absolutely flying by and it is crazy i don't want it to end but uh we're getting into the fun part where the playoffs uh, fantasy playoffs are getting started in just a few weeks so that should be exciting as you head into the stretch runs fantasy trade deadlines are hitting of course i talked about some trades you can make in your fantasy leagues on last week's episode um but i mean always hit me up on twitter at calvin underscore sgf for more questions about that and yeah i mean It's heading into it. I mean, most teams by now have established themselves as either contenders or not contenders in fantasy leagues. And if you're a contender, that's great. Hope you keep going. I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, you're probably at least somewhat in it and making the right uh, some uh, active being active and making the right moves. Um, I hope this podcast has helped you do well in your fantasy leagues this year. I mean, that's the whole point of it. And uh, I mean, if not, though. Sometimes, I mean, if it's a dynasty league, maybe consider rebuilding now, uh, trading away for future younger assets, um, or if it's redraft. I mean, never never give up. See if you can do something to turn the team around. But yeah, I mean, hopefully you're in a pretty good spot fantasy football-wise. So yeah, we've got news, reactions, and waiver wire to talk about on today's show. Um, excuse me. Uh, there was like some yeah i had to like clear my throat or something whatever uh i was like thinking about that for like the first minute and a half of the show and i had to finally just like get everything right so now i can talk normally news reactions and waiver wire uh on today's show this should be a fun one as always and yeah that's about it so make sure to follow me on twitter at calvin you can hit me up with fantasy questions over there uh at sgf pod is the podcast twitter at Talk. For the live show, technical sports talk on YouTube, tinyurl slash, or tinyurl.com slash SG Sports Talk, or just go to SG Sports Talk on Twitter, click the link, and you've got it. Just go subscribe. We'd appreciate uh, more subscribers as always. Also, um, next week, we should have a fun couple of shows. Of course, next um, Thursday is when the Thanksgiving show is coming out. So you should go check that out bright and early Thursday morning. I mean, I may even release it on sometime Wednesday afternoon or evening, depending on how I'm feeling. Maybe a special Thanksgiving surprise for all you listeners. But yeah, it'll be out there on Thursday. So you'll want that for matchup previews of all the Thursday games, maybe some special Thanksgiving stuff, and then the usual fantasy preview. Then there's another episode that week as well. And uh, I mean, I don't want to guarantee anything just yet. But the plan right now is to have Chris on both of those shows next week. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm getting my wisdom teeth procedure done on Friday. So recording a show on Monday may be a little difficult, but I think I should be able to at least appear on it. But it's possible, um, just a little teaser, that you might be hearing Chris as the host of that one, uh, as the main host, like though. One who introduces, I mean, I guess we both host. I never quite know how to say that, but like we both host, but he's the one introducing the podcast. So I mean, keep an eye out for that. I mean, it's not, again, nothing guaranteed just yet. Still trying to work out schedules and stuff, but Chris has that entire week off from school. So actually, I think there's a good chance you'll see him on both of those next week. All right. So let's get started. Let's hop into some news. Just one piece of news to talk about today. Odell Beckham Jr. After uh, he said he was going to deliberate for a few days. He also seemed, it seemed like reports like for a while there weren't actually considering where he ended up signing, which was the Los Angeles Rams. But after not much deliberation, he signed with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Initially, Odell was going to be maybe the wide receiver three here starting out, hoping to eclipse Robert Woods. But then Robert Woods, in a freak coincidence, ended up tearing his ACL in practice like the next day. So now uh, Odell becomes more of a necessity for the Rams. He comes in as the wide receiver too. And with Robert Woods out, this isn't going to hurt Cooper Cup very much. This helps keep Matthew Stafford at about the same level he was before. I think Odebuckham Jr. is more, like, while he's more of a deep threat than Robert Woods, I mean, he doesn't maybe have that same like short catch ability that Robert Woods has um it should be interesting. It'll allow Stafford to stretch the field a little bit more. Uh Beckham should have a great target share with Robert Woods gone. So he steps into wide receiver 2 territory with upside, maybe more of a back end wide receiver 2 to start off, but he could be pretty good. I mean that's pretty much all for that. Um I mean I guess this doesn't really change much for Tyler Higbee since Woods is out now as well. So it didn't end up changing as much for fantasy as we thought. Van Jefferson could still be somewhat relevant too. Uh, because of the woods injury, it did end up clearing some more things up. Uh, all right. But yeah, praise up to Robert Woods. Hope he gets better. Uh, I guess also just another minor piece of news. I want to mention that Ryan Fitzpatrick is unlikely to return this year with his hip injury. So it's going to be Taylor Heineke for the rest of the year. Um, that really stinks. That's one of my bold takes completely down the drain. Uh, I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be a top 14 fantasy QB this year. It did not end up happening and that's unfortunate, but, um, prays up to him as well hopefully he gets better it seemed like his rehab was a slow and painful process that's never fun but yeah ryan fitzpatrick didn't get to see much of him only barely barely a quarter of ryan fitzpatrick this year for the washington football team so that was a pretty short stint i don't think they re-sign him uh most likely all right uh yeah that's unfortunate though but let's head into reactions Uh so these leaders are in full PPR leagues because those are the only ones I can find on Mondays. I mean full PPR is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I like half PPR better though. The QB1 on the week 4 and away. And by the way, I guess I haven't mentioned this as much, but again, I do record these on Mondays. So these like leaders exclude Monday night football. Patrick Mahomes Beating the Raiders 41-17. He has figured things out, gotten back on track. 406 yards and five touchdowns. He was far and away the quarterback one on this week. He was incredible. Still starting with confidence and fantasy. Dak Prescott, the quarterback two, 296 yards, two touchdowns, ran for another against Atlanta. Of course, he tore them up. Uh, Atlanta's soft uh, defense. Josh Allen with 366 passing yards. He was great at quarterback three. I mean, that's about it. Those guys being at the top were pretty expected. Mac Jones, Trevor Simeon, Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr. All had pretty good games as well. But, yeah, I mean, not too much variance in terms of at the top. Aaron Rodgers was a little bit disappointing for um, fantasy-wise. He's in the bust category. Russell Wilson in his return didn't help you much in fantasy. Uh, Matt Ryan was terrible against Dallas with two interceptions. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, those were the busts for quarterbacks this week. Um, Let's head into running backs. The number one RB on the week. It was Daryl Williams subbing in for, uh, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, over 100 yards receiving and a score. That's what we wanted to see from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But Daryl Williams picking up the RB1 role uh, on the week. He's going to be a valuable asset and a very startable guy as long as CEH remains out, although CEH might actually be back next week. Uh, The RB2 on the week, Ramondre Stevenson stubbing in for Damian Harris with 100 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions for 14 yards. Obviously, this isn't going to continue when Harris returns, but Stevenson's still a good player. He's having a nice little breakout year, but it shows if the Patriots just rely on one guy, he can do big things. Uh, Aaron Jones got hurt in the Packers game, so A.J. Dillon stepped in nicely, was the RB3 on the week, Um. Yeah, I mean, he's that's another thing. I mean, people were hoping Aaron Jones left green base that A.J. Dillon could break out. A.J. Dillon's a very good player. He's had a good role behind Aaron Jones, but his upside has been mostly capped. But putting up an RB3 finish was pretty solid. And then Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey. Things RB4 without a touchdown. I mean, ridiculous. Uh, He's just so insane. Jonathan Taylor was the RB5 on the week as well. He just continues to be great. And then Dearness Johnson doing a great job subbing in for Nick Chubb at the RB6. And good to see Antonio Gibson getting back on track as the RB7 with a couple touchdowns. Then Dalvin Cook at RB8, Mark Ingram at RB9, subbing in for Alvin Kamara, and then Zeke at RB10. Uh some busts on the week. I mean, DeAndre Swift wasn't a bust. He was just getting work taken from all sorts of lines, running backs. So he, he had 36 touches, but didn't score touchdowns. So he actually was not like incredible in this one, at least for fantasy. Uh busts, Elijah Mitchell, Cordero Patterson, surprisingly um so Mike Davis also completely busted in this one um Daryl Henderson Adrian Peterson other guys that, that those make sense those guys got limited workloads this week Henderson is a guy I'd probably like to I expect to see bounce back Adrian Peterson still doesn't seem to be completely settled in he's not really the Titans haven't given an opportunity to get him going and he hasn't really been that efficient this year um so he may be running out of juice Wide receiver one on the week, it's Stephon Diggs against the Jets. Eight receptions for under 62 yards and a score. Diggs maybe hasn't been quite as good as you wanted this year in fantasy, but, I mean, now he's being incredible. C.D. Lamb, one of my boom picks for this week. The... Wide receiver two, he was incredible going off against the Falcons. Tyree Kill, along with Patrick Mahomes, becoming the uh, wide receiver three. Kendrick Bourne had a good week, four receptions for ninety-eight yards and a score. I'll talk about him a little more in waiver wire. Forty-three rushing yards as well. I mean, because of his big playability, he's worth a stash. So he's one of like my honorable mention number six waiver wire guy. Justin Jefferson, one hundred forty-three receiving yards as a wide receiver five. Devonte Smith keeps up his excellent work with four receptions for sixty-six yards and two touchdowns. I talked about him last week as a guy who's not really that reliable able to start but who later on in the season is definitely talented enough to step into that role um and that could be happening he's still a bit risky but i mean if he keeps getting the target share that he's been getting he could be very good keenan allen eight receptions for 98 yards that's a classic uh just keenan allen game um right there uh busts on the week dj moore didn't do that much cooper cup actually wait no never mind um that game's still going on i keep forgetting like the monday night games are still going on oh and so Forget what I said about Daryl Henderson and Elijah Mitchell as well. Just forget about what I said about any Rams and 49ers players. Like, why? I don't know. That game is going on right now, and for some reason, it shows up in the live stats. That's just so confusing. Um, Another bust. Sorry, guys. Mike Williams was not good this week. He's now unstartable until further notice. as Four straight terrible games. I mean, see, guys, this is why I faded Tyler Lockett heading into this year. Just not to bring up, like, a completely different point, but this point is relevant. Mike Williams is going to have a good game eventually and get back on track. But the, it's just impossible to predict when he will. It's the same thing with Tyler Lockett. When Tyler Lockett had his big blow-up game a couple weeks ago, you know who was starting him? Almost no one. Those usable weeks are important, regardless of what – I don't even know. I, I, I'm not. I have not heard a legitimate argument against the usable weeks argument for Tyler Lockett as it's just – Fantasy football involves decision-making. If you're playing in best ball, that's one thing, but you can't just disregard that fact and say, oh, he put up the ninth most points last year, so he should be the wide receiver ninth. That's not how it works, and that's not anywhere close to how it works. And that's why, coming out of the season, the fantasy community had a sour taste in their mouths about Tyler Lockett, but promptly forgot about it in the offseason, just getting too infatuated with his points and blow-up games. Tyler Lockett will continue to be overrated in fantasy as long as this is the case. Avoid him. A.J. Brown, oh, my gosh, had a terrible game this week. Um, he'll, he'll get back on track, though, but that's surprising to see from such a good receiver. He got locked up. Tight end one on the week, Travis Kelsey. Not a surprise to see him there. He didn't even score a touchdown. He's incredible. Hunter Henry with two touchdowns is the tight end two. He's been a fine dart throw at some points, but his target share has not been consistent enough yet. Uh, Mark Andrews was good as the tight end three. Tyler Conklin got a couple touchdowns. Another guy who's kind of more of a dart throw with an uh I mean, inconsistent, he's pretty touchdown-dependent. Um, I'll talk about him, though, in, waiver, in waiver wire. Then Gerald Everett was the tight end five. Um, but, again, he's more of a dart throw than anything else as well. All right, let's hop into waiver wire before we wrap this one up. These guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. Number one guy on this list, Ramond Ray Stevenson. He put up 100 yards this week. If Damian Harris sits next week because of a concussion, Stevenson is a locked and loaded start after what he's done. And, I mean, he's still going to continue to get work. He's proven that he's pretty good uh, behind Damian Harris. Number two, Dan Arnold's tight end for the Jags. Dan Arnold has been very consistent. He, as consistent as they come ever since he went to the Jaguars. And in his three games there, 10 targets, 7 targets, 7 targets. He's exceeded 60 or more yards in all three. Um, eight or more half PPR fantasy points hasn't scored a touchdown, but it's still been pretty good. Dan Arnold actually might be like a back end tight end one at this point. So go get him. He's like only rostered in like in in twenty eight percent of leagues. So like that that is that is really crazy. I mean, Dan Arnold, the the fact that he's still sitting on that many waiver wires means he's I mean he's really being overlooked, but he is very very consistent, as I said. Um, the number three guy on this list, Elijah Moore. Uh, caught a couple touchdowns this week. He continues to be good. Got six targets. Uh, the quarterback play is going to make him a little bit inconsistent, but he's a great player. Uh, number four guy on this list, um, Rashad Bateman. Bateman has been red hot as of late. He has been getting better and better uh, each game. I t- also talked about him last week. Um, he this week his he had six receptions for eighty yards and eight targets. Um, he is looking good. He and yeah, he, I mean, he's, he continues to develop a rapport with Mark Lamar Jackson, shows how talented he is. Bateman still hasn't gotten in the end zone, but has been playing better and better as of late, so he needs to be rostered in your league. Uh, Tyler Conklin, like I said, he's been having some games a few games in for a while with mostly five plus targets. Uh, he usually is a pretty safe bet to get a decent target share, but pretty touchdown dependent and a lot of his catches are short to intermediate. So it's kind of hard to get those big explosive plays. And then Kendrick Bourne, a guy who can be slotted in. He's been pretty inconsistent, but when he gets that explosive play, he can be really good for fantasy. All right, that wraps up the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. Podcast at SGF pod at SG Sports Talk for the YouTube. Email is second and goal fantasy at gmail.com, second goal sports talk at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm excited to be back on Thursday. I'll see you next time.